Welcome to Female Empowered, a podcast for female fitness and wellness professionals and business owners looking for real talk about the ins and outs of the industry. I'm Krista Gurka, an accidental entrepreneur turned founder and CEO of a multi-million dollar health and wellness business. In this podcast, I'll be sharing expert insights and having real conversations about what it means to show up, thrive, and of course, get paid. We'll talk about what works, what doesn't, and what really happens behind the scenes of a client-based business. All so you can take away sound advice and actionable steps that help you become a more successful and confident business owner, all on your own terms. So let's dive in. Today's episode is a Female Friday feature. These are real, raw conversations I have with fellow female professionals. We talk about how they got their start in their individual specialties, their business journeys, their challenges. We have some laughs and maybe some tears along the way. I think having these conversations is so important because it's validating to see that there's no one right way to find success in this industry. If you're interested in being a guest on a future Female Friday episode, I'd love to hear from you. Email me at Krista at PilatesInTheGrove.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-A at PilatesInTheGrove.com. Now let's meet today's guest. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me for another edition of Female Fridays. And I'm really excited to have Teresa here with us today. And I'm going to let her take the opportunity to introduce herself and tell us who she is and what she does. And then we'll take it from there. So take it away, Teresa. Thanks. Thanks again for talking with me. I appreciate it. But um, I'm Teresa Pride. I am a trained physical therapist and a Pilates instructor. I have um, a studio that was based here in Atlanta, Georgia. That's where I'm from. Um, But But of course, my studio was in-person brick and mortar and has since gone virtual since March of this year. And so now I'm just operating a virtual studio that's Pilates based, but um, introducing some other wellness parts to it, which is really exciting. But um, yeah, that's what I do. Work with people's bodies and help them out. That's exciting. So at the time of this recording, we are the beginning of October. So how has... Are you completely virtual right now? Are you doing any in-person, nothing in-person? Nothing in-person. Um, yeah. actually haven't really, you know, left my home much more than OB appointments. I just had a baby yeah. and um, pediatrician appointments with my other kids. And that's about it. <laughs> and what do you think is... Um, so, so what do you think is the future for the studio? I know, I mean, many of us are kind of unknown like what you know what will the future hold do you have an idea of what you're hoping the future will hold well I've I've definitely um decided that you know virtual is something that does work for me and and I enjoy it and it's it's been going really well actually so that's great so that's going to stay how it is but I think as far as um having another commercial space that might be a couple years down the road if I if I look into that again, um, anything in person, I've decided that I'm going to turn my basement maybe into a home studio oh. mm-hmm. and kind of work privately for a while until things feel like it's ready to floor. We will see. We'll see how where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. We did. I did. Um, I turned my garage into a little yeah. bit of, yeah, just because we were also 
when we did go back in person, we were very much limited in, in how many people could be in the studio. So mm. I had space in my home. So I said, mm. at least if I, if I pull myself out and then I can see clients at my house, then I can, st- we can still get clients in. Cause I wanted, that. exactly. I wanted my staff to also feel safe and I wanted the patients to feel safe and the clients to feel safe. So I was kind of like, I brought, I had two reformers and a, like a massage table in there. So if, in case I could do a little bit of everything, you know, so, and who knows what the future is going to hold. We don't really know. Um, Yeah. I think the virtual thing is here to stay for sure. So I think so too. And I definitely just settled into that having a newborn, you know, I was pregnant at the time. I was eight months pregnant when we closed. And so kind of going through that transition and then having the baby and, and that just ended up being my reality. So um, I'm totally, I'm like, rooting all of my friends on that are like opening up again and and just what do you need and trying to help people with virtual and that sort of thing but this, this is where I'm I'm liking it and I'm and that's great you know yeah. this is where we need to, some of us you know need to be home with our families right now so so why don't you tell us a little can you tell us a little about your journey like how you got to where you are pre I would say pre-COVID where you had a physical space right no totally I um, so I started teaching Pilates in 2001 um, when I was like, I was a dancer, I was dancing in college and professionally and, and um, of course came across Pilates that way. And so I started teaching then, but then, um, you know, I knew I wanted to go to physical therapy school eventually, um, going through a lot of PT when I was a teenager, um, that age old story, you know, in a bad accident, had a great therapist, you know, all that jazz. And so I went to PT school and, and finished in 2008. So yeah, me just opening up a a business eventually 2017. So yesterday actually was my three-year anniversary. Wow. I'm just like, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's October. This is what happens with, with this pandemic, right? (laughs) We don't know what day it is. is. what month it is. Wow. So three years. Amazing. I'm so happy. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, decided to, you know, kind of combine physical therapy and Pilates initially and, and opened up a studio in Atlanta, a space and, um, and just kind of merged back to Pilates, which was my original roots, you know, going on two decades of teaching that. So I, I've mainly stuck to Pilates, um, for the most part, just kind of using, my physical therapy background and education, that sort of thing. But um, yeah, it's been kind of a wild ride. It, when we decided to shut the doors, to me, being able to switch was just my way of staying connected with my clients and and definitely not wanting to give up like this long-held dream that I had of having my own business. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that was definitely quite quite a transition and, and a lot of a big learning curve but I'm sure as your audience knows too like the true test of being an entrepreneur is just like kind of thinking on your feet and trying to figure out what to do next and and that sort of thing so yeah, yeah. and I think that that's been you know I think it's been challenging for a lot of people but I do think that um you know, people that go into business for themselves especially women I think mm-hmm. um I think we're kind of all bred from a very similar cloth sometimes. And so I know for me, I go into this like over-functioning mode when there's mm-hmm. uh, chaos. So right. in the unknown, so I, as soon as, you know, it hit in March and they were saying shut down, you know, we went in, it just was like, all right, 
this is what we got to do, right? There was no, it was immediate, like, this is what we're going to do. This is, I'm going to take care of everyone. I had 18 employees at the time. So there was like a lot of people that I had and we went through, and then you hit this period where I kind of am now where things are kind of a little bit plateauing. And I'm like, what am I going to do now? There's no fire to put out, but we are preparing in case there might be another shutdown. You know, if cases, starts to surge with the flu, which a lot of people are saying maybe in Europe, they're seeing a little bit of a resurgence. So I'm just being prepared, you know? Um, but it definitely was. So did your clients, did you find the pivot, the transition to be easy to online to virtual? Did your clients kind of, kind of jump on board or was there convincing you had to do? I would say there was like about, 35% that kind of came, you know, right away, like came with me. And, and then, um, you know, cause we all thought it was going to be two weeks at first, you know, (laughs) so everybody's like, I'm cool. You know, I'll just wait the two weeks. And (laughs) I was like, okay. Um, you know, having the medical background though, I was like, it's going to be a little bit longer, but okay. You know, I didn't push anybody. There was a lot of phone calls, um, because my clientele is, you know, a range of people, but like, I have a, a big group of like seventies, eighties, even my oldest client is 93 years old. And so it was like, how do I get them on zoom? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> how do I get them online? Which I'm sure a lot of people, you know, grappled with that, but it was like a lot of phone calls. I did like screen shares, you know, got them online, did screen sharing, um, showed them where to put the camera, all that stuff. So just a lot of patience and and love and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of holding people's hands. But yeah, I'm, you know, I'm kind of rocking at um, a good kind of like 67, 70% of, of where I was. And, and that, that feels good. I mean, it feels good, you know, considering my hours have come down and, and stuff like that. It's, um, it's been really nice. But yeah, we had to, we had to kind of nudge yeah. some people along my assistant and I <laughs> make some phone calls. Yeah. We, we had the same too. I mean, yeah. I, I also thought it was not going to be very long. Like I thought mm-hmm. by the end of, by April 1st, we'd be back open again. Mm-hmm. You know, I really did. Cause I thought, you know what, they're going to, it'll settle down. They'll, they'll start to contact trace and they'll start to isolate people. Um, I had no, idea that I mean this would be as long as it was and then our demographic is a little bit older too so we had people we did have people that jumped on right away because they didn't want to stop but then we also had people that didn't understand the platforms lots of screen shares lots of videos showing them what to do yes Yes. where to put the camera was a big thing like okay so all I can see is your feet let's move it around is your ceiling Um, fan yeah yeah, now I see your ceiling um now I see something you might not want me to see so let's move your camera Um, totally but we also had older clients that you know were not comfortable getting on and off the floor maybe so then we kind of had to think what do they what can we provide for them that's doable for them right so you know it's been a it's definitely been a learning curve I think definitely uh, yeah that challenge of that creative juices problem solving all that jazz (laughs) and then I had people who are like you know, oh, can we do something different? I want to do magic circle or I have a foam roller or I have this. And I said, you know, there's only one of me. I can't really, you know, because I had some teachers, but um, of course things shifted and changed and Mm -hmm. went back into teaching in the studio and and different things like that. And so, um, 
you know, I said, I can't offer like a magic circle class every week and then a foam roller class. And so what I came up with is on every Saturday, I just do a special themed class that That's Saturday. Great. So it, I just rotate through different themes and ideas and, and that sort of thing. And so that's helped out to kind of scratch that itch for people who are like this again, you know, and I'm teasing. That yeah. they love it. <laughs> well, we got, we did get some of those requests too. Like, can we do this again? And I, same thing. I was kind of like, especially when we went back. Yeah. Especially when we went back to in studio, because then a lot of my yeah. instructors were teaching in studio. And so they were teaching reformer in studio, but all our virtual stuff was Matt because most people don't have reformers at home. Yeah. So it would, then it became, uh, there's not enough of us to teach, right? Like, because, yeah. so, but we did, we did that. So we did kind of like a props class and, and that's what it would be. And we were like, okay, if you don't have weights, you could use this. And if you don't have a magic circle, you could use this. Right. So, you know, you know, you kind of got creative. Yeah. So where do you see, I guess, so like, where do you see the future now? Like staying virtual? I mean, so you have a baby at home plus two other young children Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and who knows what's going to happen over the course of, you know, the next, were they prior to this in daycare or? They were in daycare. I was rocking and rolling. I was rocking, you know, working all day. Um, waddling around my studio, you know, like as big as a house. And now I'm teasing. Um, teaching my clients. A lot of them have been around since I was pregnant with my first, even before, you know, because my oldest is four years old now. And so, um, yeah, just kind of doing the groove. I, I'm used to this. I, I work until the last day. I bring the baby with me when they're about three or four weeks old. You know, that was just my my way of, of being. And so, yeah, my kids definitely thriving at daycare and um, they shut down on a Friday and I taught my last day that following Monday, my husband stayed home with them since his office closed. And um, yeah, we were like, okay, this is different. And now another (laughs) one's coming and what do we do, you know, with childcare? So our solution, you know, I know everybody's different, but you know, we did, we did bring in and a nanny and, and she's here with, you know, with the kids while I'm working from home, that sort of thing. So I know some teachers ran up against that, right. You know, some childcare um, conundrums and, and that yeah. sort of thing. They could have gone back when they reopened, but at that point I had already made plans and it just didn't make sense to like shift everything um, at the last minute. And so um, we'll revisit that after the yeah. winter and see yeah. how that all goes. It's definitely, I mean, childcare is a big thing for us as women, I think. And um, I did lose two instructors because of mm-hmm. childcare, but I, I told them, listen, whatever you need. I mean, I get right. it. They had younger children. I mean, I feel fortunate that I have older children, so yeah. they don't really need me for schooling. Um, but at the same time, I don't really feel comfortable leaving them all day, every day, right, one, right. because they might kill each other in the house. That could be one. There might not be a structure. There might not be, home. exactly, when I come home. Um, I, you know, then I'm like, what are they, what are they going to eat, kind of stuff like that. So I am fortunate that I have older children. So if I need to leave and go to the office, mm-hmm. I can. I've also taken the time to say, I'm just going to do a little bit of work from home, which actually makes me more productive. When I'm in the studio, I don't know if you found this, like trying to do administrative yeah, cool. stuff. So many different directions. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, cause I didn't have like an enclosed office, but you know, which I, I liked because clients could see me, but then they want to talk, which is great. But I felt like I didn't get as much done. So I'm right. so much more productive at home now. Me too. Um, and then I get to do <laughs> stuff like this. So, yeah. well, why don't you let people know where can they find, can they sign up for your classes online via Zoom at this point? If anyone's yeah, interested. Definitely. Everything, yeah, everything's like totally online and, um, I had some great questions from a gal yesterday that I connected with online um, that she's pregnant, you know, and she was just saying, you know, can I join a class? And, and she's nervous about it, of course. And so I always tell people, I always have this like perpetual, like two intro, like if you wanted to do private sessions, just to kind of like, like you said, like work out how, where does the camera go? Ask questions, um, you know, get the baseline of it. And then um, my classes, my style, since I was pregnant, when I did this, my style is that I watch everybody and correct in real time. And I have a demo student, right? That like um, shows all the moves and stuff that's pinned on their on their screen. Again, you know, older individuals, not all of them, but you know, some older individuals that have to like see what's going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and that sort of thing. So I let people know if that's kind of a style that you're looking for, um, where it's, you know, being kind of corrected in real time and that sort of thing. That's, that's the model that I kind of went with and I chose. And so, um, yeah, my website is pridephysique.com and that's where anybody could like, connect or you know schedule an appointment or sign up for a class and I think I'm running um we gravitated to about like 10 classes a week so you know still you know some things to choose from but kind of kept it tight yeah (laughs) exactly yeah Yeah. (laughs) I mean the beauty is that you do cap do you cap your classes at a certain time I do cap it at nine um just because I'm not quite in a space yet where you know like I'm in my baby's like nursery right now Mm -hmm. you know and so I'm not quite in a space where I can have like the big tv and and stuff where I can see everybody on my computer screen I'm comfortable with seeing my little little squares yep exactly (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's great too though Mm -hmm. yeah that's great and I think that that's actually a nice thing compared to some of these classes that have like 50 60 people on there so the fact that you're giving them real-time feedback and cueing just like it would be in an in-person session I wanted to keep it as close to that as as I possibly could so I tell people I'm like if you're not used to all that scrutiny um because I will call you out in class you know and hope then, you know, maybe not, but yeah, yeah. If you like that attention. Great. I'm here. Perfect. Excellent. Well, be sure to look up, um, Teresa's studio pride physique, right? Pride mm-hmm. physique.com yes. is a website. I'm going to link it in the copy below. You can reach out, check out her website, or maybe shoot her a message and let her know what you thought about this interview. And I hope you guys will join us for our next round of female Fridays. We'll go, we'll see you guys all next week. Thank you, Teresa, for having hey. for coming on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Female Empowered. If you like what we covered today, please leave a review for the show. This helps other female fitness and wellness professionals find the podcast and lets me know I'm sharing helpful information with all of you. If you'd love to get even more insights and find resources to help you market, streamline, and grow your clinic or client-based business, you can visit me at kristagurka.com or follow me on Instagram at kristagurka. That's at C-H-R-I-S-T-A-G-U-R-K-A. See y'all next time.